Hello, all. Welcome to the Ex Millennial Man Podcast, podcast for SeedSing.com. I am your host, Artie Kulik. And due to a variety of scheduling issues, I had to bring in a, a new secondary co host. I'm going to introduce him in a moment here, but Ty's getting the day off because he's being the good man to the mother of his children, his own mother, and he was out taking them out and treating them well today because this podcast, the day after this podcast, is Mother's Day. And we haven't done one in a while. We've done podcasts on like famous pop culture moms, stuff like that. And I always play my Mr. T song, which trust me, I'm going to play it again. I'm going to post it out on Seed Sing this weekend. Speaking of tea, that's what I want to tell you. So today, my my co-host to kind of help guide us through just songs about, about different kinds of mothers is Mr. T. And right here, T is going to explain. There's going to be a couple of kids that he has to explain something to. And he's explained to them and explain to you, the listener, why it's important that we celebrate Mother's Day. So please take it away, Mr. T. Well, your mama is Hold so... Hold wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't bring anyone mother into this. She ain't here. And if it wasn't for your mother, you wouldn't be here. So remember, when you put down one mother, you put down mothers all over the world. Thanks, T. That's what I wanted to talk about today. We're going to talk about all the different kinds of mothers and some uh, music that has enhanced them. And these are not all great mothers by any means, but these are mothers that we've known in our life, we've seen in our life. And yeah, there's some predictable songs, which I am going to play actually one of these predictable songs here on the different kind of mothers, because I think it's a, I think it's a great song, but some of them were kind of skipping. And I thought about this for a while. There's the Pink Floyd song, Mother from the Wall. And no, I wanted to introduce you guys to something that by, that might be a little off the beaten path. And while I always make excuses for myself as I because I make my own rules, are these songs definitively about mothers? Well, no, they're about families, or some of them are definitely about families, or are mostly about families. But I think in celebration of Mother's Day, she is she is the head of the family. The mother is the one that kind of is the CEO of the household, is the one that gives you the love and support, but also pushes you and expects more of you and nothing to be said against the fathers of the world but every single one of you guys listening to this right now knows i'm right i mean the mothers are the absolute guiding star in our entire life so let's get on with it i hope you guys discover some uh some i hope you discover something that you normally don't that's what i try to do here that's why i bring up things like jeff wayne's war of the worlds or aphrodite's child or the Cleveland Brown Cinematic Universe, and oh goodness, just wait till some of the stuff. I got some crazy stuff to introduce you guys to, but I, I want to kick it off with maybe the most forgotten of all mothers, probably the mother that if we wanted to make a hierarchy ranking of the importance, probably rates at the bottom, and that's the stepmother. Now, in popular culture, stepmothers, the wicked stepmother is is definitely a pop culture trope. It's the stepmother's always like, She's usually younger than the dad's older, and so she replaced a, a mother that was older. And the kids, especially if they're a little bit older, kind of grow to resent her and things like that. But at the end of the day, a stepmother, she's trying. She's trying to fit in the family. She's new. She's like a, a, a ball player that's new to the team. She's trying to fit in. She's trying to do the best. I'm going to probably butcher this, but uh, Sufjan Stevens, he, he had this idea he's going to make a concept album about all 50 states, and he has the album Illinois, which I, I believe might be the only one he ever did, which I think is a great album. If you look at it, it's a come on, feel the Illinois. I, I grew up in St. Louis, and I live here in Cincinnati, Ohio, so I know a lot about Illinois. I've spent a lot of time in Illinois, and you listen to this album, and it kind of goes through all the the figures, the characters, the places, all this other stuff. And he has a song on there called Decatur. And I've been to Decatur, Illinois, plenty of, plenty of times. 
It's also called Or a Round of Applause for Your Stepmother. To honor all the stepmothers out there, I'm going to play a bit here from Suflin Stevenson Steven song, Decatur. Our stepmom, we did everything to hate her. She took us down to the edge of Decatur. We saw the lion and the kangaroo take her down to the river where they caught a wild alligator. So I love the beginning of that song because, look, it really has nothing to do with their stepmother or anything like that. It just talks about at the beginning about how they did everything to hate her. But you know what? She took them down to Decatur. And it was – she's trying. She's trying to do something. And so as you go through the song and it uh, talks about the oratory skills of Stephen Douglas and the emancipation skills of Abraham Lincoln and Civil War skeletons and all this stuff, it, it's a lot of Decatur, Illinois shoved into the three minutes here. But even at the end, he said, thanks, stepmom, because that's – we need to honor those stepmothers because they are doing their best. They are just trying, even if it's just taking you to Decatur, Illinois, they're doing what they can to fit in. So I wanted to give a shout out to all the stepmoms. Now, get a little on the body side here. And I know I sound like I'm 80 years old when I use a word like body. But what about that mom? Now, I'm a man. I'm a man that is older, but I was younger. I went through puberty. I looked around and I would... I had my own mother was this sense of, you know, she was like a saint or almost a religious figure, stuff like that. And then there's, I'm not going to mention any of them here, but there would be some of my friends. I'd go over to their houses and I wouldn't look at their mothers as a mother. I'd be like, wow, that's an attractive older lady. And I will say there was one time I did date a girl in high school who I remember telling my friends one time, I'm like, yeah, you know, she's cool. You should see her mom. The person I dated was not named Stacy. I would not tell you what her name is, but Fountains of Wayne came out now I, I i can already hear my wife and other people they're like this is the only fountains of wayne song people know and they're a really really good group look first off i think a lot of people know who fountains of wayne are but adam schlesinger r.i.p one of the first first covid casualties we have you go he wrote the song the thing you do from the movie that thing you do i still think that is the greatest movie song ever written period he's he had a had again r.i.p a prolific career fountains of wayne are they're like, I think, a band close to, like, Pavement or something like that. Those that know, know, okay? But they did have a huge hit. And it was all about that MILF. It was all about Stacy's mom. Baby, can't you see? Stacy's mom has got it going on. 
I mean, so I'm just taking clips of these songs from YouTube, and this is the official video for the Fountains of Wayne song, Stacy's Mom. First off, I think I, because this was my introduction to Fountains of Wayne, I think, like, I think they were a, a more modern version almost of the cars, kind of this, uh, this synth pop. That, and I, again, I can hear you, Fountains of Wayne fans. I know, like, that's not their style, or that's not them. But look, this song introduced a lot of people, including myself, to Fountains of Wayne, which is a great band. But come on, even you bit huge super fans have to admit that that song slaps as hell. And this video is so incredibly, like, filthy. <laughs> it's so good. But you got to give a shout out to those moms. I mean, again, I can speak from my own point of view here. I, I don't know if there's any, if there's any good songs about uh, Dilfs or anything, but I can speak to that having those experiences and being some 16 year old and hormones raging and stuff like that and seeing this older woman going like whoa yeah because hey but at the end the emin milf is mom so we got to give a shout out to all the milfs here on mother's day and i i need i need to move on i'm getting a little sweaty here but i need to move on i want to talk about and look all these songs slap they're all great but this song is, is a song i've always kind of known and then I think it was in Rock Band 2 or something, or not Rock Band, uh, Guitar Hero 2. They had the song, so there's certain things out there like Carry On Wayward Son. I can still instinctively remember playing the keys with the plastic guitar on Guitar Hero, but one of them is the uh, the Glenn Danzig, or actually might be the band Danzig, but fronted by Glenn Danzig, who, I, if you guys have ever seen him, the dude looks like a Greek god. He is a massive dude, a big, like, really cut dude. But yeah, the song Mother, and a lot of people will go and look and say, it's not really about mothers or anything like that, but I listened to the song again today, and I was thinking about it, and it is about a mother, because some people have interpreted it, and look, you're getting my own interpretation here, but they've interpreted it as he's telling mothers to not let their children turn out like him. He's a bad guy, he's a bad influencer, stuff like that, but I don't think that's what it is, because I think this is, there's the mothers out there who who are trying to get their kids, their daughters, away from what these guys that they think are bad influences. And they're going to fight them. So my interpretation of this song is Glenn Danzig having a fight with that mother, that mother that doesn't want her daughter to go out with a dirtbag like Glenn Danzig. So you guys judge for yourself. I'm going to play a little bit of Mother here by Danzig, but I think this is a shout-out to those mothers that are looking out for their daughters. <laughs> Not to walk my way Tell your children not to hear my words What they mean, what they say Mother Mother Can you keep them in the dark for life? Can you have them from the wedding world? So I'm going to tell you in the the theater of my mind what I see is I, I do I see this as 
Glenn Danzig telling this this young lady that he's courting, telling her mother about she can't stop him. He's going to do this. He's going to do this. She just nods her head. And then about 30 minutes later, wherever they are, she shows up with a gun and says, "Okay, that's it. I'm taking my daughter home. And Glenn Danzig is like, damn it. All right, lady, I'm going to write a song about this one day and then I'm going to get the better thing. But again, I want to reiterate something about the song Mother. I so badly want to go find a a PlayStation 2 or whatever. I, I, I don't even know if we had it at the time. Grab that plastic guitar and just rock out to some mother. Because you know what Guitar Hero did? I, we should do a podcast about this one day. It made every one of us legitimately think we could play an instrument. And everybody who could actually play guitar was like extra embarrassed <laughs> for all of us right there. And also for the record on my Guitar Hero thing, I, well, I'll save that for another podcast, some of my personal experiences about it. Now, on the other side of the dangerous and, you know, scuzz bucket of a Glenn, Daz, Danz, a Glenn Danzig coming to date your daughter, what about the oversex crazed beehive hairdo-wearing ladies of the 1950s wanting to take mama's young little boy and corrupt the living hell out of him. Well, the Shangri-Las had an anthem for those girls trying to corrupt the poor young boy, and more importantly, talked about that mother who wasn't just gonna, like with the Danzig song, wasn't just there to protect the, the innocence of their child, but had the tools to back it up. While I imagined in my little play that a gun was being pulled on Glenn Danzig, Back here in the 1950s, 60s or so, these mothers to keep these these crazy beehive hairdo-wearing ladies who the Shangri-Las are probably most known for the song, The Leader of the Pack, the which has the whole motorcycle room in it. But this is about them going to, going to get that boy, going to take him out, going to do whatever unsavory things they're going to do. But they can't get there because mother, she doesn't have a gun to keep him away. She has a bulldog. What I appreciate about the Shangri-Las is they're kind of working, they're giving themselves courage to get past that big bad bulldog so they can do with they do what they want with that young innocent man getting ready to enter the nightmare that is Vietnam or whatever was going on. That's uh, I wanted to give a shout out though with mother and with bulldog to those those mothers that are just they're out there looking out for you. They're out there looking out what's best for you. Now, I'm gonna end this first half because I really don't want to kick this off or in the second half with this, but what about, and we're going to talk a little bit more about this in the second half, but what about those mothers that just honestly aren't so great? I mean, they still need to be remembered. They were there for you. They had to do this. But talking about, there's a song from, I'm going to play a clip here from uh, Metallica. And this is early Metallica, okay? I know they did a later song. I 
Mother something or things like that that a lot of people say is good for a Mother's Day playlist. But the song I'm going to play is Dyer's Eve because I think this is important and I think it's uh, it just shows the impact that a mother can really, really have. Now, James Hetfield, who one of the, the heads, I mean, we all know who Metallica is. We should all know who James Hetfield is. He was raised a Christian scientist. Christian scientists for, you know, they don't, they don't do medicine. They try to pray things away and all that other stuff. So he had a lot of resentment because he lost his mother pretty young. His mother was in her 40s. I think she was younger than I am when uh, she was diagnosed with breast cancer and did not get medical treatment for it and died to really kind of take that anger out, but also in a way of just kind of honoring because no matter what, she's always going to be with you. She's, I think I heard that Hetfield wrote this song like a decade after she had passed away. He carried this. He really, really carried this. But And also, I just love to play this because Black Album and pre-Metallica is, is not what we see in Metallica today. And this is, is going to be kind of jarring for some people. It's a little bit, this was on, I think, For Justice or All, for or maybe Ride the Light. He was on one of their earlier albums. Here's a bit of James Hetfield working on some issues with his mother that he wished just was a little bit better with Dyer's Eve. Dyer's Eve is on the album Injustice for All. So that was uh, a lot of people, when you go look at it, it's Metallica's, a lot of people call this the last of their early era, and this was the last song on that album. <laughs> I mean, it, a lot of people are going to say, well, you know, it sounds like early Metallica, but there, there, is, there is. There is pain and anger and questions and the the absent mother, the mother. I mean, it, it's always going to hang over that if you lose your mother when you're, when you're 10, if you lose your mother when you're 60, it's, it's going to hang over. And not that you're always going to be angry like this, but you're always going to want the answers. And that's why I think that's a that's a song that needs to be talked about. That, that needs Because at the end of the day, we worship our mothers. I, I talked earlier, we put, uh, we put them up in almost like a, a religious iconography. But there's a responsibility to them, too. And you need to understand that there's that responsibility and... We can't let them go because they birthed us. We need to, we need to hold them to account too. So I guess that's what I'm saying. So I'm going to end this first half on a very, very heavy note, but we're going to bring it really, really high up in the second half with some great banners here. And like uh, a banner, I mean, I talk about that as after I hear that song, just, uh, you know, Lars Ulrich and it just, it, the Metallica, look, especially early Metallica kicks all kinds of butt. I just have to say that. So let's take a breather here, take a little bit of a break and come back and close out our playlist. To all the moms out there. Hello, all. This is RD. I wanted to talk to you guys about another podcast that I do work on called High Heels and Politics. It's hosted by Marianne Christie, who I work with here in Southwest Ohio. And Marianne, she interviews a lot of influential people. In Ohio, she's interviewed uh, a lot of political people that are influential. But for those of you outside of this state, 
She's also interviewed people like Susie Chapstick Chaffee, a former Olympic skier who was the face of Chapstick for the 1970s and 1980s. It's really interesting to listen to that one because she talks about her struggles as a woman in the Olympics, but then how she used her celebrity and her attractiveness in order to get more rights for amateur athletes, which led us today to things like the NIL. Also, Susie was very instrumental in Title IX, which we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of. But it's not all just seriousness. Uh, Marianne has also interviewed the Naked Cowboy, the New York City icon that's been out there. Simon Lease, who a lot of you may know if you've ever seen The People vs. Larry Flint, he was the guy that arrested Larry Flint. He also arrested Jerry Springer when Jerry Springer was a member of the Cincinnati City Council here. So I encourage you guys go to Spotify, Google, Apple, go search High Heels in Politics, follow, subscribe the show. Marianne comes out with a new one every week, and it's an incredibly great conversation. And if you're interested or know anybody that may be on High Heels in Politics, just go to the contact page and talk to us. So let's get back to the conversation. Okay, guys, so let's, uh, let's talk about country as it, or let's talk about mother, sorry as they represent a place in our life, uh, what they mean to us in our life. The first half, I talked about these different types of mothers, who they are. Almost good, bad, otherwise, it's it's always, our mothers are always a force that is in our lives, that is hanging over our lives. It's something we think about, uh, probably daily. We think about our mothers, we think about our fathers, our brothers, things like that. But our mothers, again, have this kind of, this high place, the head of the table type place. And so I think about whenever there's songs about family or anything like that, I always think this is a song being played or written with the mother in mind. So while some of these songs I may cheat a little bit, especially this first one, are you going to say, Cub, this isn't really a, a song about a mother? But it is. And I think it's really important because when you have that discussion, when you go out, and I'll even use my own family as an example – both of my parents grew up in a small town in Upper Michigan, and they spent the first few years of their marriage on a Navy base in Spain. And then they moved back to the States and they lived in Minnesota. But then I spent most of my life growing up in St. Louis. And a lot of my extended family all still lived not as far away as we did. So my parents, but they were looking for a better life. Now, fast forward to years later, just myself personally. My brothers all live within an easy drive of where my parents live now. I don't. And so you get the sense that detachment in some ways, and I'm sure my parents felt it too, is that, oh, we're just leading different lives. You led me on a path to lead a different life, but we're just leading different lives. And I think about that a lot with my own son in that I often say I want him to have a better life. But what I mean by that, I want him to, to make his own way. And we all make our own way one way or the other. But I think when we look back, and especially as society changes, as norms change, as everything is different from when any of the previous generation was younger, we're like, well, we were nothing like our parents. I think in a lot of times we use that as a, a way to put down who our parents were when they were younger. Well, they, they were like that. They were racist. They were homophobic. They were sexist. Any of that stuff we put in. But at the end of the day, they're still our family. And so I think of this Casey Musgrave song. And when I first thought of this podcast, this was the song I thought of. And no, it's not the song about her missing her mother, which is a very, very beautiful song. And before I go on, I do want to say a quick point about Casey Musgraves. I don't think this is a new phenomenon, but a lot of people talk about these new classic country artists. And they put people like Chris Stapleton and Sturgill Simpson and Casey Musgraves. Some people even put the Dixie Chicks, now the Chicks, into this thing that these are more like the old country artists, the 60s and 70s, the 
Johnny Cash's and Dolly Parton's and the, these types of people, which I do think their spirit is like that. But I'll tell you all right now, Lyle Lovett's been doing that crap for 30 plus years. Okay. <laughs> There's Garth Brooks brought about this kind of pop or what a lot of people call this bro country. And it is infected the whole entire country music thing. But you go listen to people like Chris Stapleton or you listen. Now, I think Casey Musgraves has actually evolved into a kind of her own genre. But they've taken that old, the Patsy Cline type music and adapted it to modern times. And on her incredibly, I mean, all time top 10 album name ever pageant material, Casey Musgraves did the song Family is Family, which is my personal favorite song of hers of all time. If you've never heard of Casey Musgraves, you're in for a treat here. But this is, I think, the greatest ode of, you know what? I'm better than what my family is, but it really, they're my family, and I'm kind of an ass for saying that. So here's a little sampling of Family is Family. They're there for your first year. They give you your first beer. When you get your heart broke, they're there for your worst year. Don't get you at all, but your apple don't fall too far from home. They own too much wicker and drink too much liquor. You'd wash your hands of them. The blood's always thicker. You might look just like them that don't That song is so good. I mean, church, be it church or prison, they may smoke like, smoke like chimneys, but they'll give you your kidneys. That's not just family. That's every mom out there. No matter what her shortcomings are, no matter how much you think you have just bested her, she will do anything for you, even if you're a jackass talking about you guys are, are just the worst and I'm better than you. Plus, that, again, that song is a killer song. That is, I have a playlist on my Apple Music just called Slaps, and it's the first song I put on there because that song slaps like hell. So what happens when your mother does whatever she can, and you turn out to just be a dirtbag? You turn out to be a, a criminal sleazeball? Again, the Casey Musgrave song talks about church or prison. I, I have family members that have been in jail, are in jail, will probably go to jail one day. Still family in a lot of ways. But you often look back and you think and you have that question, where did their parents go wrong? Or more importantly, because we always put it on the mother, where did their mother go wrong? Well, way back when, and I know this is the ex-millennial man, I'm doing a lot of old songs here, but Merle Haggard. Merle Haggard told us exactly that, you know, at the end of the day, no matter what you do, no matter what happens, no matter how crappy you turn out to be, it's just important that your mother tried. And Merle Hager gave us the, the incredibly thoughtful and something we should all remember as we watch our cousins or whoever go to jail or do stupid things and stuff like that. You know, at the end, their mama tried. First thing I remember knowing was a lonesome whistle blowing 
And the youngins dream of growing up to ride On a freight train leaving town Not knowing where I'm bound And no one can change my mind But mama tried One and only rebel child From a family meek and mild My mama seemed to know what lay in store Despite all my Sunday learning Towards the bad I kept on turning Till mama couldn't hold me anymore I turned 21 in prison Doing life without parole No one could steer me right But mama tried, mama tried Mama tried to raise me better But her pleading I denied That leaves only me to blame Cause mama tried Okay, Casey Musgraves or Chris Stapleton need to get on and cover that song again. I mean, I play those two songs and they're 50, 60 years apart or so. And well, let's say 50 years apart. And, and when they were big and they, they have that same spirit, which is why anybody that tells me, Oh, I don't like country music. I'm like, then you don't know country music because that is, I mean, that is just beautiful. And I, I think it's such a beautiful song because it is, I am an absolute dirtbag. But don't you dare blame my mother because mama tried. I am not this way because of her. She did everything. As a matter of fact, I think what Merle Haggard is saying is I'm not worse than I am right now because mama tried. And such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song. But I'm going to carry on with this classic country view here because these last two songs, this is what it's all about. This is what you think about on Mother's Day. And this is why we do everything we can. I I saw this thing on Twitter today. Yes, a good thing on Twitter where they were talking about is one of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, one or two. And they talked about how how could like a big tent movie talk about lower class financial anxiety so much. And they're showing the scene with Aunt May just giving Peter like 10 bucks for his birthday. I think it was 20 bucks or something like that for his birthday. And she's struggling financially. And he's like, I can't take this. And she's and she's got tears in her eyes and she's like it's the least I can do. Take it. And it's this, I mean, Aunt May is his mother, his mother in those movies. And it's like, it doesn't matter. She's taking away pieces of herself for you, no matter how small it is. Because she is going to, no matter what it takes, she's going to provide for you. She's going to do everything she can throughout your entire life to move you in a direction that she sees benefiting. It is such a gorgeous song. I I encourage people, if you've never heard of this song, I'm I'm shocked if you've never heard of it. But a lot of people will say it's not Dolly Parton's most famous song. But I think Dolly Parton thinks it's her most famous song. But it's The Coat of Many Colors, which I'm going to play a piece of it here, then talk to you a little bit about it. again back to the seasons of my youth I recall a box of rags that someone gave us and how my mama put the rags to use there were rags of many colors but every piece was small and I didn't have a coat and it was a way down in the fall Mama sewed the rags together So in every piece we loved She made my coat of many colors That I was so proud of 
that song is like three minutes long, and it is one of the most impactful pieces of modern music I think ever written. She even goes on to talk about the the story of Joseph and the coat of many colors from the Bible. But the core of that song is the appreciation of her mother had nothing to give except some rags that she could make a coat that would keep her daughter warm, and that was the most important thing in the world. And we're going to go out, and people are going to spend a lot of money. We've, I mean, I've done it. We've with my mother, with my the mother of my son. You know, we we've done it. You go out there, you find a you find a restaurant, you sit around and wait. You drop a hundred dollars, you do this, uh, you let the mother have a mimosa. Everybody kicks back and all that, and everybody thinks, okay, we did our we did what we we're supposed to on Mother's Day. But you know what? My wife is not writing a song that is going to be legendary for a thousand years about sitting in a restaurant drinking a mimosa i don't know maybe this sounds like a good good song to write i don't know but for the most part she's not but dolly parton remembered growing up dirt poor and remember her mother doing this for her and it it made it it created this moment that she and us will never forget about the littlest thing but it was pure sacrifice it was pure I'm doing this for you type thing. And I go back to the Merle Haggard mama trot. Merle Haggard's mom probably did the same thing for him. He turned out to be a dirtbag. Well, he did. Merle Haggard turned out to be a pretty good dude. But the guy he's he's singing about did. Dolly Parton, same thing. It's that little thing that they did, that their mother did, that informed what their life was. And Dolly Parton is a top-tier human being. And... It's because of things like that. And again, legendary, legendary song. I got to bring this all together. And at the end of the day, I've talked about all the different moms. I've talked about the stepmother. I've talked about the MILF. I've talked about the mother protecting her daughter, the mother protecting her son. We've talked about how sometimes we think we're better than our family, but they're our family. And they, no matter how arrogant we are, they're going to do whatever they can for us. We've talked about the, the mother who did her best and you turn out bad. The mother who did her best and you turn out great. But no matter what, and back to what Mr. T said at the beginning, it doesn't matter who your mother is. doesn't matter what the mother is. you got to treat your mother right. And I'm going to let T take it from here. Now, come on, guys. If you're not going to listen to T, I don't know what you're going to do. Kind of a, I'll tell you guys right now, I've already written it. I've put together an entire podcast about the lessons of Mr. T. So look forward to that. But you guys are going to hear this from me every damn year, okay? Treat your mother right, right? I, I don't care what you think of her. I don't care if you, you're this way, that way, whatever. Even to the point of, if your mother's a Christian scientist, you know, do what you can to convince her way, but she is your mother, so treat her right. Treat her right. Treat your mother right. That's it. That's what I've got to say. So 
there. There it is. This is my Mother's Day playlist. I want you guys to go out. I just played a little bit of each of these songs. Go out and find them. They're on Spotify. They're on Apple. They're on Amazon. Is Pandora still a thing? I, maybe. But anyways, go out there. Find that music. And this Sunday, tomorrow, go treat your mother right. But not just then. All the time. All the way through. Because I can tell you from my wife's point of view... She's got a son who's finishing up his first year at a new school, and he needs to treat her right, and I need to treat her right, and we need to all do that because there are moms. And with all due respect to Dolly and Casey and Fountains of Wayne and Merle and everyone else I've talked about here, nobody, nobody has encapsulated. No, there, if there's an anthem for Mother's Day, it's Mr. T's Treat Your Mother Right. So there. That's what I'm going to say. I want you guys to have an incredible Mother's Day. I want all the moms. I want my mom. I want uh, my my grandmothers who are no longer with me. But I want my wife. I want my mother-in-law. I want everybody. I want you all to have a great Mother's Day. And I want you to know it's not the restaurant. It's not the mimosa. It's not any of that stuff. It's it's your mom. And they're going to do you're going to do it all for you. Except if you get breast cancer, go get medical treatment. That's the other lesson of this podcast. So no soapbox today. I'm going to just have you guys enjoy the Mother's Day here. And with all that being said, I thank you for your ears. Anything else that you may use to listen to the Ex-Millennial Man podcast. Remember, we are here every Saturday for free, wherever you find your fine podcasting shows. Go out there. Have an excellent, excellent Mother's Day. When I talk to you guys next time, I'll have taken one more trip around the sun. And uh, maybe I'll be wiser. But probably not. Hope you guys have a great one. Every full moon and a miserable groan from the pain that you felt when I was born. Always full of oven with this burning heat. Where she stood making sure I had something to eat. Tears for the time that she stayed up nights and took my temperature when I wasn't feeling right. Anxious for the hard earned money she spent to keep clothes on my back and try to pay the rent. Ease every wrinkle I put on a face and every worry that I caused when I stayed out late. The last letter R is that she taught me respect and for the rule up in heaven that I know she'll get. Mother, there is no other like mother, so treat her right. The Ex-Millennial Man Podcast is a production of SeedSing.com. Fully owned by R.D. Kulik and Associates, LLC. Producers Ty Kulik and Ryan Kulik. Adequately engineered by Ryan Kulik.